0: Love Talk Radio. Oh, welcome. This is she and it's Thursday evening here in North America. And tonight we're going to dive into the way of the heart. And this will be the first of at least a two part, who knows, it might go into a three part series about the heart. And we're gonna talk about how we follow this pathway. Uh, earlier this year, I was visiting uh, Garshan Rinpoche and Chino Valley in Arizona, and we were speaking about the clear heart and the clear mind, and that actually that's all we need. We don't actually even need a religious system in place to reconcile with each other. As human species on planet Earth it was that simple. clear heart, and clear mind. So with that being said, tonight, we're going to talk about this heart. And to ground our time together, let's just take a deep breath into our heart center, just connecting with that energy, breathing in, and then out. Again, deep breath in and out. And if you connect to that heart center and you might notice as you're breathing where you might be tight in your physical body, where you might be carrying stress, tension, emotions over the past couple weeks over our collective energetic field as The human race, uh, there's been a lot of movement and balancing occurring. You might have been noticing some of your emotions and being tested in uh, ways that you haven't been used to. And that's a great opportunity for all of us to practice kindness and compassion for ourselves and others. So tonight, we're going to dive in and we're going to talk about this way of the heart. What does that mean? And we're going to talk about a few principles, which will include courage, purity, humility, the dance, joy, and sacredness for this first part. And where that's going to take us is just going to give us a little bit of a pathway into the gateway of the heart and kind of connect us with some concepts that we can practice day to day within our life and within our environment in the world. So the first one being courage and with that to kind of ground us that if we're going to open ourselves to our heart, we have to have courage. If we're going to decide that, wow, I want to know this vehicle, which is actually... Seated, The gateway is seated in our physical heart and our body, but it goes way beyond this physical center in our, our body, our biological body. So it takes courage to open up this heart center. And when we do, we reach a level of transparency and integrity within ourselves. So I want you to think about, do you have the courage to open up this heart? Are you willing to look at life a little bit differently than maybe you've been conditioned by belief systems, by our society today, by mass media? Are you ready to embrace this beautiful, beautiful instrument? So as you contemplate that, I want you just to close your eyes, take some deep breaths. We're going to listen to a little Anne Heaton. This song is from her last album. It's called Jump, and she has this amazing new album. We'll have to play next week uh, a song about alchemy, which I love. So right now as you listen to Anne Anne talking about jumping, are you ready to jump? Do you have the courage to jump? Just take a deep breath in. Connect your inner self. Connect to that heart, and if you feel inspired, put your hand on your chest and just breathe in and out.
1: Well, are you ready?
0: We might as well jump. Well, when we work through the heart, uh, we are going to have to have courage because there's a lot of unknowns in the respect that it means undoing some things that we learned and letting go of some baggage and habits that create hmm, a little bit of suffering. So... I'm all for letting going of the dance of suffering. It's kind of old, tired of those tales and ready to create some new ones. So courage. This means sometimes that we're going to do one or two things. We're going to jump, as Ann just beautifully saying, meaning that we're going to let go of something that is keeping us in a condition in our heart that does not allow us to live the life Of a a pure heart, a life of love and compassion and joy. So that means that being really, really honest, that if there's anything in your life that's making you miserable, that makes you scared, makes you fearful, you need to evaluate. It doesn't mean everyone run out and run away from everything and abandon people, but it means to be really honest with yourself. If something's not making you happy, then it's time to think, all right, I need to take some responsibility for my life and make some shifts so that I can remember my true essence, and that is love, joy, happiness, play. So courage is this first step, and when we do that, then we let go of being scared, of fear, because we realize that once we take that courage and walk into our own heart, that we are saying, I don't need anything exterior. I realize that everything exists within my entire divine being. And if I walk through this gateway, then I have the opportunity to get to know this being and no longer look outside of myself to fill myself up with love. (laughs) And then guess what? What once we walk through these gateways and master this aspect of the heart, then we have true love to offer other people. I will honestly and humbly state that I'm still in the practice of the heart. I am still doing my work every single day, and I think on a daily basis, I'm humbled <laughs> so I'm not exempt from that which I speak, but I do know the truth in the words that I speak tonight. So courage is the first aspect, and we can hold ourselves paralyzed in a a moment of fear, of unknown, thinking that what we have or what we think we know is the truth. If we allow ourselves to surrender and allow ourselves, to embrace new bodies of information and also drop the lenses, the lenses and the perceptions we have of one another. It's really easy to see someone because they're around us a certain way, convinced that there's someone to us or they fulfill a certain role. They might have at one time but sometimes our revolutions around the Sun come to a stopping point with one another and the other person needs to move on and it's time for us to move on so this is in reference to life the life cycle this is also in reference to friendships relationships Uh, work relationships, anything that causes us to have to move on from something that was comfortable and start something new. The beauty of this work is that this is all on you. This is an exterior. It's interior. And then you get to enrich the exterior that you're having with the world around you. So step one, you can write it down. Are you feeling courageous and are you ready to be vulnerable? And are you ready to let go of your fears? And if the answer is yes, fantastic. Shall we continue? Hmm. So if anyone remembers the Wizard of Oz and the lion in the Wizard of Oz, and that lion got a badge of courage, but if you remember that character, he was kind of funny in the sense that he was with a lot of fear, right? (laughs) But he finally had the courage to keep moving forward. So I want you to remember that. And then if you think of a, an actual lion in the jungle, or a tiger in the jungle, a lion in the outback or out in a country in Africa, that you might see that a little bit differently. And that courage they have and the instinct they have is pretty powerful. So with that being said, let's take a deep breath and I just want you to check in with that word courage and see how it resonates with you and with any area in your life that you feel vulnerable or scared or apprehensive about. So breathe in, deep breath breath into the heart center. I want you to imagine breathing in from the universe outside of anything Around you, out into the openness. Breathe in and then out. Good. Breathing in courage and exhaling courage. Breathing in vulnerability and then exhaling vulnerability. Good. And with that, just check in to see how it feels and to be both courageous and vulnerable at the same time. And now we'll talk about the next thing, and that's purity. So oftentimes with our heart center, especially when it's involving other people in a romantic sense, we don't always have such pure thoughts because sometimes that relationship in the beginning could be filled with lust and desire and bringing us to a certain frequency. And then at the end of these relationships, maybe we're not feeling so happy with that person anymore and those thoughts are filled with hate, anger. You might feel jealousy. You might even feel a level of greed in your life in and out of relationship. Oftentimes, marriages will end and there's greed involved in the end, if there's money involved. So purity. When we return ourselves to our purest form, our heart form, like the baby that comes from the mother's womb, that baby is there, just this vulnerable but courageous that just came through the mother's birth canal if it was born vaginally and there and going, Whoa, here I am. I'm going to trust this woman and this doctor and this father, all these different beings and is sitting there in its most pure form, ready to embark on another lifetime. So if we want to live the life of a heart filled life, the way of the heart, we think about purifying ourselves and going through a purification. This is why some of the traditional plant medicine ceremonies are for, to purify ourselves, cleansing ourselves from our shadow self or other lifetimes or other existences that we've participated in. This is reason for meditation. This is the reason for prayer. So in those moments, we're giving ourselves the opportunity first to purify that which we see, second, to purify our speech, that which we speak, and then third, the hardest thing when we go into silence is to purify those thoughts, to clear those thoughts. The thoughts are actually the most dangerous thing that any of us can do, and this is why monks and people of worship or in indigenous practices work to keep the mind clear because they understand, A, if you are in the practice, that the more you're in the practice, that your telephone begins to work quite incredibly any time, day or night, to any place in the universe. So that's a reason enough to keep your mind empty. Second of all, those who are in that practice will realize that the thoughts are what actualize our existence they lead us into action they lead us into speech the heart if we want to remain in purity would not think these things that can cause harm to others or ourselves the person that's in the practice the heart isn't there to invoke any of these these things that cause us detriment so just in this moment just connect with where Your speech sometimes wanders in the wrong direction or your thoughts wander in the wrong direction. If they're consumed with something outside of you, you know that this more than likely is not a healthy situation for you to be in. If it's about a person, if it's about yourself, these are areas to think about and spend time in solitude and contemplation. And if you need help in this area of solitude and contemplation and meditation, then get a teacher Find someone to work with and um, have them guide you through the experience. I do this for people where you have a signpost to help you through the process of the purification. This is what also, if you're on a shamanic council or work with indigenous elders, basically you're there for each other that way to help each other through the process of purification of thought, speech, and sight and action, so purity. When we clear these thoughts, the speech, the actions, what happens is then we start to see the world in its purest form. We see the beauty in everything around us. We realize that it exists at that harmonic frequency. It's not selective. It's not done out of gluttony. It's not creating beautiful things and feeling horrible inside. It's realizing that in every moment we can capture a sense of this beauty wherever we are in the most... Unknown situations. If we just stop and look today, for instance, there was a man pushing his cart up this big hill, and he had been collecting bottles. He was homeless, and he was looking through the bottles he had collected to uh, take a drink. So he's and I had had a half-open jug of water, so I gave him the water to put in his cart and take for later. It's you know a small token. But in that moment of witnessing him, I noticed something so beautiful, and that is that he had the most beautiful, beautiful eyes, looking into his soul while here he was just struggling to make it up the hill after collecting cans to provide him enough money, more than likely for food. He had these beautiful, clear, clear eyes. So think of how you can, in every moment, find the beauty, and how can we drop judgment, purify our thoughts, purify our speech, our sight, and purify our actions. So this is a pathway to the way of the heart. Now, number two, or three, I should say, is humility. So this is a big one, and before we jump into humility, I just want you to connect with purity in this moment and think about where you're ready to purify aspects of your life, where you would like to clear the speech, in what areas do you find yourself talking about certain topics, what areas do certain things keep coming up and once you identify that, it makes it really easy, because then you can be, okay, I'm going to approach this thing that's causing me emotional duress, (laughs) I seem to keep touching one, (laughs) and realize, okay, I want to bring purity to that. I want to shift that so I can bring it back to its sacred form, and you'll find the truth bit by bit if you open yourself to that. So, deep breath in, we're going to listen to Kalimun, Moon, a beautiful song to connect with our purity, our sanctity, and our sacredness. La <laughs> So purity, hopefully in that moment you were able to connect with where you would like to bring some purity within your life and that is within your ability to decide how you want to approach every situation if you want to keep it in the pure form and If you do, then that's when you start to adopt some of the practices that I always seem to mention, (laughs) meditation, silence, some solitude. The way into the heart and how to work through some of those areas that might cause us discomfort is to sit with them, to take time to be with the aspects of self that are hurting us and to also remember that that we are not always responsible for other people's actions, anger and fear. And Allowing ourselves to just be by ourselves for a while will help us with understanding our heart and what it means to clear our thoughts, our speech, and our sight. It will also help us clear house that which we're attracting that does not feel aligned to us uh, can gently move out of our life, and then you can welcome the stuff that are, is supportive So, And then for those of you that are listening that might be in an intimate situation where you are inflicted upon family members or friends that you can't escape from in this moment, understand that we all have opportunities in every moment to walk away, and that can take a huge amount of courage to do that. Um, But bit by bit, when we get that courage, we'll realize that we are able to regain our freedom. So courage, purity, clearing the thoughts, the speech, the sight, the whole world begins to shift around us. Then what I spoke about before we listened to the song to check in where we want to shift is humility. And I found this uh, quote right before from a book that I was reading reading by Louis Espinoza and I thought this was really profound. I don't typically quote things but I'm going to quote this right now. Lack of humility acts as a blindfold over the eyes of the soul. Arrogant go through. To be humble is to be loving. So, Again, I'll say that again. Lack of humility acts as a blindfold over the soul, the eyes of the soul. Arrogance, I left out a word here, two words, is to go through life unaware. To be humble is to be loving. So humility, it takes a lot to be humble. And my children actually taught me about humility. And humility... Is a act of practice (laughs) because universe once you decide you want to walk on this path of opening up the heart universe will test you (laughs) it's going to say can you really be humble can you really uh, have an opportunity to bow your head and uh, just think gosh This person must be hurting right now. They're yelling at me, but they must be hurting. They're physically harming me. They must be hurting. When we realize where someone else is more than likely suffered, and that's why they're acting out, then we lower our gaze. We close our mouth. We take a deep breath and... Take a moment before we react. This does not mean that you have to put yourself in harm's way and you do have the right to protect yourself in any moment to escape any kind of abuse or harm. However, to remember that in any moment you have the opportunity to bow the head and just feel that other person's pain they're in, that they can't control themselves, when they're acting a certain way. I have a a good friend, a a full brother of mine, and he's a man of nonviolence, and I might have shared this before. He's so much of nonviolence, he's very much like Mahatma Gandhi, is that he has a house called the House of Peace in Oakland. He doesn't lock the doors. He welcomes in anyone, and this area is a very violent neighborhood, high incident of crime and death via murder. Uh, Gang members decide to attack him one day, and he did not retaliate. He did not even defend himself. He kept telling these gentlemen that he loved them. By the end of the altercation, they were all speaking kindly and it ended peacefully. So, this is an example, a rather extreme one, but in every moment we have the opportunity to soften our gaze, to embrace the person with a heart of love and compassion, and ease into what's happening. I have another friend, his name is Dr. Ari from Sri Lanka, and he has led million-person meditations. And many times, people this, this will happen when people are a catalyst to something so great as peace, is that he, people that aren't peaceful sometimes get angry, they don't understand it, they get mad, they don't understand how you could be so calm or you could be speaking such crazy things about love and peace. This is intimidating to people. So several times over, Dr. Ari has been uh, threatened with assassination. And every time, at least that I know of or that he's shared in my presence, is that he's gone and confronted when he's known who the, the person is threatening him that they don't want to do this, that they don't want to kill him. And if they do, they shouldn't do it in a public place where they would they would harm other people. He's never, ever <laughs> been assassinated yet, and I don't think he will be. He will continue to walk his path of nonviolence and peace and... To carry out the opportunity to help others find peaceful ways, in all situations that he shared, those individuals have begun to understand their own pain, and been open up, that allowed themselves to open up their own heart to him and to themselves. So humility is this act where we have to really just be humble in every moment. And even in those moments where we think we're right and we realize that maybe we're really pressing a point or we're defensive, uh, that sometimes we have to go back and uh, eat crow, (laughs) so to speak, or say you're sorry or say, gosh, I was really out of line there. Or express yourself, but do it with humility or gratitude. Thank you for hearing me out. I really needed to speak my mind. So, this is an opportunity for each and every one of us with these three things right now courage, purity, and humility to practice the gateway to the heart. All right. And this is a practice. These are simple words. I'm just saying three words to you so far. Courage, purity, humility. Courage, purity, humility. And then there's a practice within each one. The courage is every time you feel discomfort, every time the heart seizes up when you're in an uncomfortable moment, you take a deep breath and say, I'm bigger than that. I can be bigger than this and I can walk through it. You're walking through these parts of the heart. You're walking into the heart that can support you in every moment. When the mind goes to negative thoughts, when the mind wants to fight or argue or be angry, we choose whether we want to stay there or move away from it. It doesn't mean that it won't rise up, but it's our choice in every moment to decide how long we want to stay there, how long we want to project something on someone else. We may have a sense, we may have a feeling, a knowing, but do we want to hold that person in that vibration or do we want to hold them to their highest self? That's the choice in every moment. So thoughts and speech and then humility. This is showing up and softening the gaze even when we speak to one another, holding a sense of reverence and honor and respect for one another so that we can keep ourselves humble and this is a practice Uh, I do think my children they keep me humble every single day (laughs) they remind me and I think I remind them at times it's just a practice so we have to be gentle with ourselves so now we're going to go into another little respite of music and this is to connect us with that heart center these are powerful words that we're talking about right now to connect with the aspect of ourselves that many of us don't ever allow ourselves to touch on. And when we do this, we are opening ourselves to understanding that we really don't need anything outside of ourselves. We don't need to cling to any of these desires or these sensations, that we have an opportunity to be completely filled up from the inside out. So I want you to think about courage, purity, purifying self, purifying your temple, purifying your environment, purifying the thoughts, speech, sight, and action, and softening the gaze, welcoming in the understanding of the concept of humility. With that being said, we're going to go into the five peak wisdoms. I want you to connect to a mountaintop the place that brings you peace and joy and harmony and just imagine laying on the earth there breathing in and out with the mother gaia's heartbeat and asking for her to remind you of your humility mean and deep breath into the heart and the reason for these spaces with the music is to give time and space space I should say I don't believe in that whole time thing but to give us space to connect with our courage our purity, our sanctity and our humility allowing ourselves those moments and that's why this is going to be a part series because it's not something that we digest immediately so now I want you to just take a deep breath into the heart center breathing in and out breathing into the gateway of the heart and out Breathing into opening up all of self to the pathways and the gift of the universe through the heart center and out. Welcoming in our courage, welcoming in our purity, and welcoming in our humility. Now, the next one that we're going to talk about is the dance. And not the one that perpetuates us on the wheel of samsara, suffering, but the dance that liberates us, the dance that brings us to freedom. So, a friend of mine, he's an amazing, amazing being that I met up in First Nations in British Columbia, and he... Uh, the moment I met him was talking about the dance. Hmm. That even though we may have certain things, and this segues into the next word that we're going to embrace through the way of the heart, even though we have things happen to us, that at the end of the day, we just allow ourselves to sink into our dance, into our song, into our movement, to free ourselves from the energy that gets locked up into our physical system to release any anxiety any fear any emotions that keep us from living the way of the heart so the dance as christopher would say is then we dance we lost our job but then we dance (laughs) we got married and then we dance (laughs) Oh, he had a way, uh, a beautiful way, to be an inspiration that way. And he embodies that, to be uh, the person that wants to move. And in this past year, he suffered a very serious accident. And just witnessing from afar, him regaining his movement is a testament to that he is ready to dance again. So the dance is how we move our way through life, and if you don't want to dance, you're closing off an aspect of the heart. So remember that that seriousness that we put ourselves into, that inability to just to move and be free for a moment is... You're right as a human being on this planet. So if in the mind's eye you think of a gazelle running through the field, that's the gazelle's dance. If you've been on horse, horse when it's running, that's the horse's dance, okay? So the dance doesn't have to be the merengue, or the tango or the salsa. It could be, but it could be you running across the ocean's shore and taking a giant leap. The dance could be holding your partner chest to chest, third eye to third eye and moving with them. The dance could be you moving with reckless abandon in your own backyard under the stars. Whatever it might be, whatever that rhythm, that movement might be for you, find it. And allow yourself the freedom to express that, even if at first it's in your own solitude. This will open up the pathways into your heart. It will bring joy to your face. You know, it's so much fun to dance, and it's liberating, and it's empowering. So if anyone's told you that you can't dance, I don't believe you. Believe them, and I'm not going to believe you if you tell me you can't dance. Everyone can dance. In the Indian culture, in the country from Indians from India, they have this beautiful way of including everyone in the dance. So, in many other cultures do the same thing. So, any opportunity you get, this is a simple simple practice is dance find your movement, and when you're frustrated, angry, or whatever it might be, it's okay to express yourself this way, allow the emotion to release, and see what occurs. So, you jumped off that cliff, you're thinking about how you'd like to purify your actions, your thoughts, your speech, your sight, then you're thinking about maybe I'd like to put that humility rock in my pocket to remind me to soften my gaze, soften my words, maybe soften my ideas. <laughs> From there, after we embrace those somewhat big topics, we get to dance. <laughs> so within the dance, we find something. It's called joy, joy. The heart, the way of the heart is about joy, being in joy, enjoying every moment. So how easy is it to be miserable? It's not so easy. How great does it feel to be angry, sad, in grief? There are times that we authentically are in these places and we need to release those emotions. We need to release those frustrations because otherwise... They get compartmentalized in our physical body. So it's not cohesive or incongruency with ourself if we ignore these emotions that aren't joyous. But at the same time, once we've released them, once we've experienced them, it's your choice how long you want to stay there. And it's a choice if you want to go there. So you'll begin to realize that when certain things happen, you have a choice in that moment if you want to stay there. And the opposite choice is to find joy uh, in the worst moments, to find that pleasure. So I can share a, a situation. I, my life, uh, I had just lost my brother, and I had just lost a patient of mine, a young one. And I then had also lost my partner. And at that time, I thought, wow, how am I going to survive this? And it was so beautiful because on this journey uh, to go uh, move during this process, I was intercepted by what I would call an emanation of the laughing Buddha, joy. Hmm. And it brought me back to this frequency in an instant, like, wow, that feels so much better to be right here laughing and everything just seemed to fall away in that moment. And I could do this. I can be in joy. It's so much easier to be in that place than to feel all the pain. It doesn't mean that I didn't feel any of those emotions. It didn't mean that I didn't take the time to do the healing. Uh, that's That's a process. But I knew in every moment I can decide if I want to show up at the grocery store with a smile on my face or if I want to hold grief in my heart. So... We decide, you decide, and it takes a practice in every, every, every single moment. So, with that joy, joy, it's a simple thing, and we've all on some level experienced it, and if you haven't, then start looking for it, looking for the joy in life, look at children that are laughing. Nothing brings me more joy than when I hear my children laugh from their belly. It just makes me so happy. Nothing makes me happier seeing anyone laugh from their belly. So think about in every moment if you want to choose joy or not. And then you're going to come across people who are very serious. They're very, very serious. And again, that's just the same way you bring in some humility and you realize like, wow, maybe they haven't even experienced joy. They haven't had the opportunity to experience freedom. And maybe I need to show them respect and honor right now and take them seriously and listen to why they're so upset and give them a opportunity to be the vessel for them. And maybe then you'll be able to lead them to joy. So, the last one that we're going to touch on this part is sacredness. So, if we walk through the gateway of the heart and we open ourselves to have courage and vulnerability and to welcome in purifying self and welcoming in the understanding of humility, and then once we've Sat around with those for a while and welcome in the dance and joy, laughter, and the people that will celebrate us in this, man, in this manner. You know, if you're around a bunch of serious people, uh, you're not going to get a dance so much. You're not going to have joy so much. So find a new community that will take the time to be with you in this space. And then what happens when you find this joy, you'll realize that life is so sacred that within every moment that you have this opportunity just to hold that which is in front of you as a sacred moment, as an opportunity to look around you and say, wow, I'm here, I'm experiencing this right now, and this is an opportunity for me to hold it with such reverence and sanctity that I'm actually experiencing it in a different way. So it doesn't mean that you need to always go to a temple or a synagogue or a church to find sacredness. You can sit under a tree and find sacredness. You can sit on a park bench or subway and find sacredness. You can bring ceremony to every situation. It's up to you if you want to hold it with that reverence. So if we start holding each other with that each and every single person on our path is sacred, is a divine being that's crossed our paths you might have traveled billions of light years to meet that person if we can hold them with that level of honor and respect we're going to open up our heart because all of a sudden we're like wow i want to honor and respect this person that's in front of me oh maybe i'm feeling a little mad at them right now but maybe i want to hold them with honor and respect it's hard and sometimes the people that are showing us the least respect, those are the ones you want to hold in the highest respect to see if you can move past those feelings that you're feeling towards them when they're throwing things at you. So this is where we're going to stop tonight, the way of the heart, opening ourselves courageously, vulnerably to our heart, opening ourselves to our purity, That we can be a clearer channel for ourselves and everyone around us. And then we open ourselves to humility, understanding the gift and the medicine of being humble in every moment, no matter what we think we know. Believe me, you might be surprised at who's standing in front of you sometimes. We just don't realize it because we think sometimes that certain beings, that maybe Buddha would show up as a Buddha. Hmm. But I know differently. Buddhas showed up in different ways and different emanations in my life and always shocked when I realized what's sitting in front of me. So honor and respect will lead us to this understanding that sacredness and within that, in the in-between We can utilize the mechanism of the dance and joy to find our freedom, to find the pleasure in life in every moment. So these would be your practice in the next week. Connect with these concepts. Connect with courage, purity, humility, dance, joy, and sacredness. And see what arrives and notice what sensations occur in the heart center. Open yourself to this wisdom that's right here. It's sitting before each and every one of us. And see what occurs in the moment when you dive into these simple, simple concepts, but they can shift your entire worldview. So, we're going to sign out with a song by Random Rab called For My Corpse. As we go through this process, we're going to go through our own metaphorical death and resurrection. So you can sit back, listen to Random Rab for my corpse, take deep heart breaths, and until next time, this is she signing out with a deep bow, a soft gaze, a humble, humble heart, and a namaste.